amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, Singapore Grand Prix edition. Yes, we are here once again. Welcome, everybody. Sit down. We've got a lot to discuss, a lot to, to talk about. And joining me, as you will see on YouTube, if you are watching on there, and if you're watching on audio platforms, hi. Welcome to your ears. We have Tom <laughs> Bellingham, the WTF1 founder, and Katie Fairman, the WTF1 editor. How are we both? Good? You well? How's things? Spiffing, thanks. Spiffing? I want to be spiffing. My favourite driver. uh, Very like an amateur, yeah. Um, (laughs) Already? Straight into it. Damn. Um, I haven't got any milk, which is important because I can't have a cup of tea, which is normally tradition with this podcast. So. Yeah. I thought I thought that was going to be a really, <laughs> really old Lando Norris reference or something there. <laughs> oh, no. I haven't got no milk. <laughs> Lando's going to be sad. Right. Uh, uh, we're joined by Team WTF1 Live. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> on YouTube Live. If you are part of Team WTF1, you can watch this podcast live on a Monday. If not, you have to wait a little while longer. So apologies for that. But it's perks, you know what I mean? We've also got the WTF1 Clubhouse launching again next year. The amazing camping experience at Silverstone for the British Grand Prix next year. WTF1.com forward slash Clubhouse. They are actually selling ridiculously fast, mainly because our pricing is unbelievable (laughs) compared to if you want to spend two and a half thousand pounds on staying in a hotel 10 miles away. That's just uh, British Grand Prix vibes. So uh, go check it out if you want to come camp with us. Uh, this podcast also is once again sponsored by Elgato, <laughs> our season long partners, and making us sound almost like professionals with all this amazing equipment. So big shout out to them. And also, final <laughs> shout out before we get one into more <laughs> is the fact that we do a shout out for someone that lives, lives, gives a lovely <laughs> five star review. And this one is from Esource Doe 360 from the USA. Uh, and they said, I owe you an apology. God. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> That's scary. I've known WTF1 on Insta for a couple of years, but only this season did I start to listen to podcasts. Where have I been? Your podcast keeps me going at work. Postman in California. Oh, lovely. And I love everything about this podcast. It's truly three friends, debatable, who love F1 and have great chemistry and banter. Keep the podcasts coming. I love it all. Thank you, eSource Do 360. Much appreciated. That's very kind. Um, But yeah, big stretch on the friends thing. Uh, But anyway, we uh, (laughs) hate Tommy. Uh, yeah. but I, actually Everyone I liked Tommy up until the end of Australian Grand Prix and then he just became unbearable um, <laughs> three word race reviews then let's get into it uh, this is from fans not from us uh, Vass underscore Politis Minister of Defence Elisa dot LWT chaotic yet boring Wyatt underscore Jar FIA rant incoming Vagelis dot XND boring but intense okay bit, bit the same as the list there and Smell Monas Worst best race. <laughs> Similar worst, best vibes, race. a lot of them, yeah. 
yeah what a what a strange grand prix what a yeah what a weird one even I saw now you said it in ibr as well but oh, you watched it i did yeah in. oh god perfect Definitely. summary it was it, even now i haven't decided whether i enjoyed it or not i was yeah. like that the first half of that race was some of the most boring action i've ever seen <laughs> in grand yeah. prix racing uh, and then everyone just decided to start crashing but it didn't mm. really change the outcome of who was going to win um which maybe is the reason why some people still found it a little bit dull yeah we'll go we'll go in early and say you were right about singapore matt it's Thank um, you. a very frustrating track to watch every every corner when you can get close enough it's kind of like even though it's nothing like Paul Ricard and its layout, it reminds me in the fact that every time there's a good bit of track where you can get close, it would be like the worst corner to possibly follow through or like have a, you know, be able to make an overtaking move. So none of the straights um, are long enough. No, you know, like the DRS zones. Oh, what do you do? But there's such a short straight. And even then, like they're not hard hairpins. There may be like 90 degree right hander in the middle sector, which again, they take a reasonable amount of speed into because it's quite a lot of it. Um, width on the exit. So it allows for drivers to take a bit more speed in. You just can't outbreak really into turn one. You can't outbreak that someone there because it tightens really quickly. They can still take a reasonable amount of speed in. So yeah, Singapore's washed, I tell you, honestly. Uh, and was. I mean, it was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was nice very indeed. washed. Hey. Uh, nice very one. washed indeed. So, Katie. I know your three-word waste review. Well, we, mm. we three were little remix there. Uh, <laughs> isn't about the rain. What is it about? Surprise, surprise! Mine is about Sergio Perez because us Checo chariot fans. Perez <laughs> penny farthing was out. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to make that a thing. Um, he won the race, which was awesome. So my three-word race review is Checo answers critics. Um, he had his own sort of little Bottas to whom it may concern FU moment in the media pen or no, press conference, sorry, after all of that, um, saying the win is super special to me because I've had a, f- a bit of a rough patch in the last few races, which is true. You know, he got a sixth place finish in Monza, fifth place in the Netherlands, which Max won both of those races. Um, and then went on to say the media in F1 makes it a lot bigger, maybe because I'm Mexican. Um, and if I'm not uh, two races in a row on the podium, then I'm having the worst season ever and Red Bull should drop me. Um, and then basically carrying on with this like never give up woohoo kind of <laughs> mentality. Um, and yeah, it was a stunning race from him yesterday. So it's nice to see he's got some confidence back. Um, and yeah, everybody's talking about what a sensational job he did, apart from maybe the little, little safety car, um, slip up that he had that he was penalized for after the race. But generally Ooh. I think probably the yeah. best race swept, of his career. Swept that one. No, Katie, come on. You can't call yourself a Checo fan and then say that Sakir 2020 is not his best mm. race of his what do you mean? Mm. Yeah, no, he was no. last in a racing point. Tommy reminded me of it, That's and true. I was like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is true. It's probably the first race he's won where he's not kind of inherited a win through misfortune, but the fact that he won in a racing point from last is still his best win. Okay, yeah, opinion. I'll take that back. <laughs> Just pretend that last thing I said didn't. Okay, we'll edit it out, definitely. Horner said, Horner said uh, the same, didn't he? It's definitely his yeah. best Red Bull. I mean, no, like, you know, yeah, like, Channel 4, I listened back to that yesterday. They were all saying it. But yeah, people clearly, like the whole 2020 season is just a bit of a blur. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah definitely. Um, 
it, again, like Saudi could have been probably a very, very good win for him had it oh, worked out because, you know, yeah. he was he was really quick there as well. Um, but yes, uh, I, I, Sergio was great this weekend. Absolutely. You know, he stuck it on the front row of the grid. He beat Leclerc off the line, although it definitely looked like the off the racing line was the, the place to start. But that basically signed, sealed, delivered the race. And I think he also, you know, just because he was amazing in Singapore doesn't mean that he wasn't... Um, it wasn't right for him to be under fire for his performances of late because mm. they weren't good enough. Um, when you think of the the standard he'd kind of set at the start of the season and then tailing off to such a degree where he was nowhere near Max, like absolutely you know, night and day difference. Uh, but to come back and I think that's the difference is that Sergio Perez, he has had slumps, but when the opportunity has arisen, He's taken it with both hands. And I think Singapore, he had a momentous amount of pressure on him from Leclerc the entire race, pretty much. Around Singapore, in conditions that were so, so tricky, we saw so many drivers make mistakes. Hamilton made a mistake. Verstappen made mistakes. The fact Checo, after you know all that pressure, he's got all that media stuff probably on his shoulders. And to have performed in, at that level, he was, yeah, absolutely brilliant this weekend. So... He has answered his critics in the sense that he hasn't lost it. Um, and we'll see what he's like in Japan. But it just seems like the street circuits are, are the ones where Sergio really can make the most of uh, the package that he's got. Yeah, it's weird to think that street tracks, uh, all three of his Red Bull wins have come at street tracks. So Baku, Monaco, Singapore, and then you got the pole at Saudi as well. Yeah, could argue Saudi should have been his. Yeah, so a uh, bit of a street circuit specialist um and yeah he, he was he was brilliant um, it was a great race from him qualified well uh perfect start to get the lead um and then yeah res- resisted the pressure which was a lot of pressure throughout the whole race um because you saw like matt said people making mistakes that you don't normally see make um mistakes so uh the fact that he managed to uh do that and then even even to We'll get into maybe the controversy of this, but the fact that he managed to pull that gap at the end uh, when he thought he needed to, and turns out um, he did need it, um, was was great as well. So yeah, uh, what a drive! Absolutely, I've got a question from Raishk. If Leclerc had a better start, would he be able to stop Checo, or was he just too strong today? I think yes, Leclerc could have definitely won the race had he beaten Checo off the line and, and taken turn one. We saw how, taken turn one first, I think we saw how difficult it was to overtake and maybe Red Bull would have done them on strategy. Uh, probably it's Ferrari and um, they ha- Leclerc did lock up in his pits uh, during his pit stop, to be fair, and that cost him maybe two and a half seconds. So maybe that's where uh, the lead would have changed hands. But we also saw how difficult it was for Verstappen to get to make his way through the, through the pack. So track position was everything today. And if Ferrari maybe would have played it slightly differently had they been leading the race. Um, but then it's if, shoulda, woulda, coulda, all that good stuff, all very hypothetical. Um, but yeah, Ferrari definitely would have had a, a much better chance around here than any other track of of keeping the Red Bulls behind. Exactly. I think it's track position is just crucial in places like this. Um, Ferrari had looked strong all weekend. Obviously, Leclerc managed to get that pole position and they've top practice sessions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just echoing what you said, Matt, um, it could well have been a Leclerc victory had he had come out of the first turn in the lead. 
Yeah, same as you guys. Uh, the start was the most crucial bit because of how hard it was to overtake, um, particularly the second you went offline. Um, you're in all sorts of trouble. So, uh, yeah, Leclerc might have done it, but then Checo, yeah, just did everything he needed to do um, to make sure he had no chance. Fair play, lad. Well done. Well done, um, Checo. Okay, well done, <laughs> Checo. Yeah, great job. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopoly has instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet, I use ExpressVPN. Ever wondered how free-to-access tech giants make all their money? Well, by tracking your searches, video history and everything you click on, by building a profile on you and then selling off your sensitive data. When you use the ExpressVPN app on your computer or phone, the software hides your IP address from third parties. That makes your activity more difficult for companies to trace and sell to advertisers. And it helps keep your online presence more anonymous. What's more, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, TechRadar and countless others. So let's stop allowing big tech to revoke our rights to free speech. Why not revoke their right to your data instead? Secure your internet with the VPN I trust for online protection. Visit expressvpn.com slash WTF1. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash WTF1 to get three extra months free with our exclusive link. Expressvpn.com slash WTF1. Great job. Right now, so it's my three-word race review now. And mine is around decide penalties quicker. Please, for the love of God. Or just decide penalties now, if we're talking about during the race. Um, we've got, actually got a video coming out, uh, which, uh, to be fair, if you're watching this on a Tuesday or listening to it on a Tuesday, it would already be out on YouTube right now. But it's around this whole debacle of the FIA getting everyone, every family and their dogs to come in and have a chat about what's gone on during the race get everyone's opinion it's like going to court you know and it's not good for the sport it's not good for the entertainment factor because when Sergio Perez came over the line you want to be happy for him which obviously you were but at the same time you're thinking he might not have won the race we don't know he's got this investigation looming over him which shouldn't happen I just don't understand why they went ahead and, and investigated after the race because what they were measuring is 10 car lengths behind a safety car and whether he's exceeded that or not exceeded that. And yeah, they had to speak to both parties because it's part of the thing. Just get rid of that. The whole process is is dated and not right because I say in the video um, about the fact that Formula One's in the boom period. You know, lots of more people are taking up the sport and enjoying it and and sitting down. But as soon as they start to watch races where you actually don't know who to be happy for because you don't know who's won until two and a half, three hours after the race, that kills a lot of the enjoyment because you know, Checo winning is such a, a big moment for him, for Red Bull, for the fact that you know he's kind of come back as this underdog kind of thing after the the slump that he's had. To then not know what the FIA are going to do. Is, is just rubbish, in my opinion. And also, we were robbed of a really, really tense last few laps because if the FIA had got their act together 
and given him a five second penalty because they just look at the data they have in front of them. They don't have to speak to Sergio and go, Sergio, did you do that? And he goes, no. And then they go, okay, thanks so much. Uh, we'll carry on with our investigation now. <laughs> just make the decision. Go, okay, he is he has broken this rule. Deal with it. Okay. But the thing is, they didn't. And we didn't know they had that five second penalty. And I remember watching Leclerc behind Checo. It was like 4.3, 4.5, 4.7. Oh my God. Does he have five seconds? Does he have 10? Is he going to be disqualified from the whole championship? We don't know. <laughs> Mate, um, this is the FIA we were crown. I'm giving yeah, it to you. Give it to wow. me. We've been robbed. <laughs> we were robbed of, of a Lando Norris versus Lewis Hamilton Austria 2020 moment where that was awesome. And of course, Lando did overthrow uh, Hamilton for the podium and that was mega. But I remember how awesome that whole mm. few laps were. Can he do it? And again, it was teetering at five seconds for a little while. And I'm like, oh, obviously it didn't end up that way. But that's the excitement and the entertainment that we missed out on. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I don't, and I don't understand why they can't just make a decision when there was still such a long time left as well. It makes no sense. You know, if there's two minutes to go, three, four, five minutes, then fine, even 10 minutes. But when you've got all that time to still decide it, why you need to, like you say, get Checo to to do it in, in football when someone does a bad tackle, you don't bring all the managers and all the players on the pitch and say, oh, did you do this? Did you do that? No, they make a decision and that's what you get because you break the rules or you don't. And um, yeah, I can't, I can't believe that. Um, well, I can believe it because it's the <laughs> FA and it seems F1 has always seemed to have been this way um it feels but i can't believe they they couldn't just decide it there and then i know every incident in formula one is different but why what what changes for them to make a decision after the race or there they're they're doing their job you know they don't have to do it at the end at the end they can go home and enjoy themselves in singapore more so why would you want to why would you want to do it later <laughs> well you posed the question tommy and it and it and, it, and a big question within the community is what are they were doing they the scared race? to change the result of the race? Yes, they were, because I'm about to read the statement. And the statement's um, a madness. Yeah, the yeah, statement is an absolute joke, by the way. Yeah. Um uh so it says, although the track was wet in parts, we do not accept, we do not accept, remember that bit, that the conditions were such as to make it impossible or dangerous for Perez to maintain the required less than 10 car length gaps. So bear in mind, we just said we do not accept. Because that's what they were arguing, right? That's yeah. what Perez and Rebel were arguing is yeah. that there, it was wet or whatever. Yeah. So in their own statement, they said they do not accept it. And then in the very next sentence, they say, nevertheless, we took into account <laughs> the wet conditions and the difficulties highlighted. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you just contradicted your own statement. It's baffling. Yeah, and also and, let, whilst we're on the the note of that, I think we should just read out probably the uh, what was actually kind of said by the 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 stewards because yeah, we've go got, for it. Um, so car eleven was the lead car on lap thirty six during the second safety car period in the race. It was admitted that while the lights of the safety car were still on. Perez failed to keep within 10 car lengths of the safety car between turn 13 and turn 14. This occurred notwithstanding the fact that the race director had issued a warning to the team that Perez was not respecting the less than 10 car lengths regulation between turns 9 and 10. The team passed that warning on to Perez. We refer to Doc 56 by which we imposed a reprimand on Perez for a breach of the same regulation during the first safety car deployment during the race. So they three Perez times. broke the rules three times and they gave a reprimand. Then they gave him a warning and then they gave him a penalty. 
Now, I want... Perez Tell me you don't want to change the race. result without telling me yeah. you don't want to change the result. I, I am more than happy that Perez won the race, genuinely. Yeah. I did not want to see him overthrown over a technicality or whatever because he did an amazing job. However... <laughs> nevertheless... Nevertheless, <laughs> I take into account the fact that what the hell are the stewards doing? Yeah. It's know, mad. Right? It's like to think Formula One is one of the fastest sports, yet they're so slow when it comes to making decisions. Like, it's just baffling. Looking at the documents yesterday, I know that it was a night race and it was delayed, which we might go into later. But the final document, which said, will Checo keep his win or not, was issued at 1.35 in the morning in Singapore. I mean, that's crazy. I know they're working on a slightly European time zone over there. So it's not quite the same as if that were to happen at like Silverstone, for example, and you've got journalists still in the media center at 1 a.m. But it's still crazy. I mean, watching the sky coverage, you've got the whole podium, still no answer. The chatty bit, no answer. Media pen, still no answer. Ted's notebook, still no answer. Like it shouldn't be that people are paying for a, pricey membership i know it's not sky's fault but you know people are paying for these packages to watch what's happened in the race and what the result's going to be and then it ends and we still have no idea if he's going to keep his win or not like it's so daft um i know that like you say matt that they want to speak to the driver and they want to speak to a team representative just so they have the full case that they can put together but with things like this it's black and it's white like it's you've broken the rule or you haven't broken the rule I can understand them wanting to speak to a driver perhaps if there's like a single wave yellow or a double wave yellow and the driver says oh I had I don't know something there was something on my visor which meant that it was blurred and I couldn't see it and you can't get that from uh you know a t-cam or whatever but for things like this you break the rules or you don't break the rules. And he broke the rules. And like the last, well, I think it happened maybe to Giovinazzi, somebody mentioned in uh, a few years ago, but another like notable thing of this being broken was Sebastian Vettel um, back in 2010, I think it was for the, I want to say Hungarian Grand Prix. And he was given a drive through penalty for that in the race. So yeah, it's all it's all about that consistency word, isn't it? Which has now come back to bite them after we haven't mentioned it in a few races, at least. Yes. Um, yeah. What a shame. Um, I, even I would argue that I don't think there's many incidents that they need to speak to anyone about if they genuinely have. If the argument is we don't have all the data, get the data, <laughs> put something in, yeah. pro- put something in place. Because where, where, and I've, again, I've put this in the video. Sorry if you've already watched the video. Where is this yeah. VAR like thing that they promised read, to Read have? the next question. <laughs> Team WTF member Jackson <laughs> comes in with, what happened to the VAR style setup the FIA promised at the start of the year? Surely an independent team of people providing input to the stewards based on live data, replays, and the written rules is better than waiting to speak with the driver after the race. Exactly. Thank you, Jaxie96. My burner account, clearly. <laughs> that's exactly the, the question that i posed in in the video as well is where is this thing that they promised after abu dhabi where they don't have all these problems and they have an external people that can look at all the angles and and all this sort of stuff because that should be the only information like that is factual stuff that they're looking at they're looking at data they're looking at onboards as soon as they start talking to christian horner or toto wolf or <laughs> Mattia bonotto oh they're they're gonna they're really gonna oh you know 
Christian Orner's like, actually, Sergio Perez yeah. did. Yeah, he actually he did. did it five times. You actually <laughs> yeah. missed two. Yeah. You know? And that, and that <laughs> was the well. whole. That was the whole argument so about Abu Dhabi was the fact that a team principle and everyone shouldn't be able to influence the decision. So why do you need to talk to them? Because all they're going to do is then it basically becomes who's got the best lawyer or who's the best talking rather than what have you broken the rules or not? That's what it should yeah. be. And, and I hate to use football as an example, but you, you don't see, you know, a player goes to argue to the referee and the referee just books the player in terms of jog on, like it's their decision. It's not yeah, the exactly. player. It's not the manager. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what happened to it, Jack C96, because I haven't heard anything of it. Maybe it's this mysterious entity that is actually working mm-hmm. seamlessly well and they're just ignoring it. I don't know, but it just doesn't make any sense to me because these sorts of things, to it's all about entertainment at the end of the day. It's a sport, but it is also about fans watching what's going on and enjoying it and being satisfied come the end of the race. If they have all these pernickety, rubbish uh, you know, things in place, these old school Formula One rules in place forever, then it's just going to keep happening you know mm-hmm. good all right is that all right? Are we good we, we ranted we're happy should we move on you Tom got it off like your he's... chest I'm, sure. I'm not sure yeah. maybe uh, and people are like oh you're only complaining because Leclerc was the one to benefit no oh, God. the yeah, championship's so I'm so done with like that you know if maybe if it was three points between Verstappen and Leclerc I'd be like well come on like you know this is a bit of a but I'm not actually complaining so much about these warnings or whatever i'm sure they're within the rulings it's more the fact of making that decision and ruining the entertainment of the end of that race that's my problem we complained about the clerk as well after saudi arabia this year when one he le- kept looking like he was going over the pit lane line and then also set one of the fastest laps on like was it near the last lap of the race when there were yellow flags out and stuff like we've complained about the clerk we complained about every driver when the FIA we are a complainy podcast. We this are is what a we are. bunch of we... moaners, clearly. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, speaking of uh, complaining about things ha- happening, it's probably worth mentioning now before we move on around what happened with Verstappen passing Norris under the virtual safety car. And um, I saw a, a streamer called Yaroslav Honzik. He um, he questioned why they use a certain type of virtual safety car. I can't. I have to find the tweet. But essentially, where they do it in you know sectors where you have to be a certain time of sector rather than just a limiter. Yeah, because you could because they speed. were speeding up, weren't they? Yeah, behind like, the virtual. They were still virtual. full speed, and yeah. it was virtual safety car. That's like something you see in the F one game where you see it counting down like three, two, and you're like go go sort of thing. This is this is supposed to be a, a hazardous environment, mm. and they're going full speed. Norris then breaks because he's misjudged it, and I, I I'm surprised that that we didn't hear anything about that, did we? No. Not a cool. sausage. Good chat. All right. Well, uh... <laughs> Tom doesn't want to talk about it because it's about Verstappen getting a penalty. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but true. It's true. Uh, it's these decisions again. Formula One now, I feel like either because it, because they've put all these rules to make it more entertaining, there's a lot more going on in the races. And this has been the problem with TV direction, but it also goes down to the stewarding as well. And if it takes more people, get more people in there because there's a lot going on. You know, like, it's very different to football, I guess, in the sense, the one thing you can argue is in football, the main thing is all happening around the ball, right? Whereas Formula One, you've got people all over the circuit, you've got loads of different drivers, loads of things going on. 
get more people involved then to make the the decision so yeah it's silly spend some money is basically what we're saying yeah okay tommy what's your three-word race review my friend mine is races better dry and this is a bit of a Maybe more of a Hot Takes Wednesday kind of statement. Oh, yeah. But if you don't know what Hot Takes Wednesday is, we uh, live stream on Twitch, <laughs> WTF1 official, where we have uh, Hot Takes on Wednesday, surprisingly, uh, usually around 6pm. <laughs> and we uh, get loads of fan-submitted um, hot takes. And apparently Tommy has one right now. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, even not that many years ago, and I've been watching F1 for a very long time, um, there are... The wet races were the ones where they were really exciting. As soon as there was a bit of drizzle, like everyone's losing their mind, going, oh my God, yes, woo, wet race, this is the best thing ever. Mainly because Formula One was in an era where it's really hard to overtake, almost impossible to overtake, um, especially when there was no DRS um, and it was all done in the pits. And the wet races were the ones where you actually got more passing, there's more mistakes, there's more excitement. And I'd argue that Formula One now has got so good with the rules that they've implemented in terms of making the cars better to follow. Um, DRS isn't perfect by any means, um, but it's done wonders for the sport in terms of uh, allowing people to pass. And actually the dry races, in my opinion, that race in particular would have been a lot better in the dry because you'd have had... Um, you know, Leclerc would have been able to put more pressure on Perez and potentially make a move. Hamilton, the same with Sainz, Verstappen coming through the field. But the wet part of the race was actually painful to watch. It was dull. Um, no one wanted to go offline to pass. Um, the tyres were fine. No DRS. Even when it had dried out, it was just frustrating because they couldn't get close. And I know some of the nature of that is Singapore and it's difficult to pass, but I think it's a, becoming a trend where actually the, the wet races tend to be a bit boring now because there's not really a lot going on. The last one I can think of being actually really good was Germany 2019. And that was because it was bucketing it down in absolute chaos and it rained during the race. Mm. And but in terms ice of rink where everyone used to, everyone was yeah, exactly. But in terms of, thinking about actual races things like even like you know like turkey when it was oh yeah it's a wet race at turkey everyone just had to stay online and it was just a bit painful to watch so yeah it's a shame but it's well it's a, it's not a shame actually because if it doesn't it doesn't rain very much so i'd much rather it be this way around but yeah just a just a thought I have to agree. Yeah, the first half was was dreadful. Um, I think it's mainly because the track wasn't drying. You know, that was the thing is that a lot of the drivers realized that this was going to be a long old stint. So they didn't want to push. They didn't want to allow their intermediates to to wear too much because they had to extend the stint. I think Norris was told we want to go further than everyone else on the intermediates, and they did, and it worked out an absolute treat because they got a safety car. Um, but they were just very much in management mode. There was no point. I mean, 
a wet race around Singapore as well is probably the worst thing you can possibly have because it's hard enough anyway to overtake. But with not having no DRS, with having the the thought of wanting to keep your tyres in a good operating window, there was no reason for Leclerc to go on a massive attack of Perez because you've got Verstappen stuck behind Vettel for however many laps or whatever. Or yeah, he couldn't even get past Alonso, could he? And... Yeah, and he was one, two, probably two seconds a lap easily quicker than Alonso, but couldn't get past. So it just meant that everyone who didn't really, there was no particular um, pace differentials of plus two seconds between two drivers on a track. So we didn't see any overtakes. And if anything, we saw loads of drivers just spread out and they all were just in their own little time trial race until it dried. So I, I think Singapore wet races with the humidity and the fact the track wouldn't dry out was a recipe for disaster. And we, look, I'll hold my hands up and say, you know, I was a bit mad that the race didn't start an hour sooner uh, and they delayed it. But I think it would have been even more of, it would have been a worse race <laughs> I think it would have been, had yeah. we started straight away. Maybe we would have got a bit more chaos at the start because it would have been a bit wetter. But we may well not have seen that dry period. We would have had an even smaller dry window. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Singapore does not does not work well with because uh, wet to dry that's what we want not wet to kind of wet oh no it's still kind of wet no let's stay on the intermediates uh okay now we go on no not yet no russell no you've gone too early okay now go on the dry doesn't work you could be describing turkish grand prix there from a few years ago <laughs> um but yeah i think it's a shame because wet races like growing up watching formula one like tommy sort of alluded to wet races always normally meant absolute chaos and so when you see it's raining you get all excited slightly nervous thinking oh my goodness there could be like a moment at turn one we might lose a few cars like this is going to be really crazy and then yesterday like thankfully everybody got off cleanly like there was no first lap safety car which we've seen a lot over the last few singapore grand prix um and yeah it was kind of just a lot of really unfortunate circumstances kind of bundled into one like you say the fact that the track wasn't drying quickly the fact that um everyone sort of went on the same tire that everyone went on the intermediates we didn't have any drs like all of these things that sort of bundled up and created quite a dull uh first part to the race um, but things did get more exciting. Mistakes were made, you know, with the way that Singapore is. It's the most challenging uh, circuit on the calendar for the drivers, at least with the humidity and the heat and, um, you know, the toll that it puts on them. So mistakes were eventually made. But, you know, you shouldn't really have to rely on Alex Albon biffing into a wall and losing his front wing for to create a bit of drama like there should be other parts of the track that should be able to help create that um, excitement. So, yeah, just unfortunate. But hey-ho. Can't win them all. We go to Japan next, so hopefully that'll be better. Yeah, definitely going to be dry. <clears throat> mm. I've seen the weather. It looks like it could be raining again. Yeah. Hopefully no cancelled sessions and things because well we'll have to see the predictions yeah. as to see whether or not that's something that uh, katie wanted um right so <laughs> question from two land should drs be allowed sooner yes yes yeah. absolutely yes like, yeah i don't see why it wasn't it was it was dry enough where they just couldn't go on to wets because a little bit slippery but yes yeah like, they said it's wet enough like if the drivers want to risk it and go on the wet stuff then let them do that yeah i, I know that there's 
again, it was like Imola, wasn't it? Where yeah. they just did never wanted to turn on DRS. But <laughs> the thing is, another another wet, wet yeah. race that was really frustrating and boring. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that they put safety first and whatnot, but it did again feel like it should have been uh, allowed sooner. Um, but hey ho, I don't think it would have saved the race because how soon we probably needed DRS, they definitely were never going to do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's something... It, it, every time we have these wet races, we realise, God, Formula One really does rely on DRS. And is really good now. I will... like. It sounds like we're moaning a lot, but it also does show that actually the dry weather racing is actually better, I would argue now. And yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, so, that's true. To end on a positive... Ah, positive. We like Formula One. There you go. Uh, yeah, promise we do like it. Do you think it should have been allowed sooner, Katie? I don't know if I got yeah. on that. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good. Just wanted to make sure that you tapped in there. Team WTF1 member E flat major. Why does Formula One still have full wet tyres if not to use them in this kind of setting? The start procedure was delayed, even though the track was drivable on full wets and drying fast. What's the point of full wet tyres if races are delayed so we don't see wet action anyway? Well, look, all I'm going to say is if you ever feel useless in this world, just remember the wet tyres exist. Okay? (laughs) Like... Those poor little blue round tires get shipped off to every Grand Prix thinking, they look up at the sky and they go, maybe today. And then the FIA go, no. And it's, get back it's, it's in your such blanket. a shame. Yeah, get, get, get back in the garage. No, go, keep going. It's, it's such a shame. Uh, <laughs> I, again, it's, it's you know, safety over whatever, but it is a shame because those cars can definitely function better or function, um, in those conditions, um, in worse conditions even than what they were putting them out. But I don't think it was necessarily they were delaying because they thought it was too wet. It was more the fact that they wanted their whole procedure. They wanted their grid stuff and the celebs to well come I am out. On the grid. And, yeah. So I think it's they just wanted the full process. Whether that was the right decision, you know, the F1 big wigs are the ones that will make that. Uh, and... You know, as as we say, I don't think it would have changed the race too much. It is a shame because it is exciting when it's really wet and they 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 you know they're tested uh, to their full capabilities, um, but we'd never really see that anymore, um, and it's a shame. And then you would have had the the transition between the wet tire Wets maybe into inters yeah, and then exactly. to dry, um, or even not not to dry, but at least it's something. Whereas, yeah, the inters, um, if it, you get that period where they could just drive around on them all day so yeah it's a shame um but it is a common trend now that we just seem to see happening i did see ted kravitz say one thing actually about the start procedure that Mm. the way they'd part of the reason they delayed it as well is because uh, it meant that uh, and do the whole proper thing is because the poor mechanics would have had to have stood on the grid in all the thunder and lightning and the heavy rainstorm to to set up and all that kind of stuff so i do get it from from that side um 
but it probably could have been started a bit sooner. They probably didn't need an hour. Yeah, it was an hour 15, wasn't it? The the actual delay. Well, when they announced, yeah, when, they announced when it was going to happen. Well, yeah, because so, the race should have started at one and they started the formation at 2.05. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, yeah, I shared a tweet during that time when my whole timeline were people like, this is a joke. I hate F1. Ugh. And I was like, well, actually, the start procedure, I think it needs that full hour. Yes, we might not necessarily need to have Will I Am on the grid. You could bin that bit off of Martin's grid walk. But generally, like for safety and making sure that the mechanics had time and, you know, getting the car set up, like every single Grand Prix that we go to, they have that full hour. They know that routine off by heart. Okay, well, in two minutes, I have to do this. In five minutes, I've got to make sure that's there and ready for this or whatever. Um, if we suddenly said, okay, lads, you've got half an hour, get ready, go until the formation lap, it's going to cause mass hysteria, mass panic. Probably incidents are going to happen in the pit lane, with everybody rushing around. So allowing the full hour might have seemed an unpopular opinion at the time, but I still stick by the fact that that was the right thing. It's just frustrating, but... At least you weren't sat in a grandstand in Singapore. So, um, yeah, can watch it from the comfort of our own homes, which I'm very fortunate to do. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the full wets, I agree. It was frustrating. But hopefully they'll get their moment. Maybe if there's some rain mid-race or something, you know, they're not just – you don't just get race uh, rain at the beginning of a race. It can sometimes come during the middle or towards the end of a Grand Prix. So, They'll, they'll get their day, but yeah, it but is Yeah, the problem is when it, when we get to the yeah, wet tire territory, the red flag is like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it is a bit pointless, but that is an, another element. The 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 What we were missing is that that strategy, really, until they went to the dries. But as Tommy says... If they you know, had, if had gone for... Sorry. Sorry? <laughs> I was going to say, if they had gone for the full wet tires, like there's going to be so much spray and you can just guarantee that there'd be an accident at a circuit like Singapore where you can't see where you're going because there's so much spray. Somebody will clip someone else, end up in a wall, take many cars out. Like it is, there's still a safety thing. Although it'd be great to watch and a great spectacle in theory, I think it would have only been a matter of turns before we had a big crash because of the yeah. weather conditions. We have so... to remember that the thief is in the race. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't yeah. see in his mirrors when it wasn't raining. So that's no, true. No, that's true. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's not not exactly factually inaccurate, is it? Uh, but anyway, uh, question. Foster Garland one. Why do the pole sitters not aut- not automatically get the inside line in every circuit? I understand there is tradition behind the grid setup, but I feel that at a lot of circuits, the pole sitter is at a disadvantage. No, because if they're on the inside line, that's off the racing line. And if it's not raining, then that's going to be slower than if they're on the racing line. So traditionally, they will be always on the racing line, won't they, as pole position? So, yeah, it didn't work for this particular moment, but you have to imagine most races are dry. Uh, So usually the pole sitter will get an advantage. That's how I see it. But because of the fact that it was wet and the racing line is more slippery, when wet because all the rubber that's laid down gets all gets all squirrely i don't know technical term whatever <laughs> you love uh, the phrase squirrely in the watch i on, by do the way. love a squirrel <laughs> um uh, but yeah then off, <laughs> offline it's uh a bit grippy as we saw um from especially in the second phase of that start it looked like leclerc was fine and then perez just hit a mario kart boost and was was in the lead at, at turn one so i don't particularly agree with this one because usually they do have the advantage no, quite an interesting stat from this actually is that Perez is the first Singapore Grand Prix winner to start from an even numbered grid slot because he started second and took the lead from there, which kind of 
like if people are trying to get up in Perez's grill is that a phrase it is yeah (laughs) cool um then he was actually the anomaly in all of this so um he did well wait wait sorry what what are you trying to get out here People the, are getting no, up in Perez's well, people, grill. If people are trying second. to say, people are trying to say, oh well, Perez was always going to do better because he was in that position. He's the first person ever to win from that side. Because of the it was wet. But to yeah, be fair. yeah. But they still, it's still relevant. It's still a relevant stat. <laughs> it was. It's still, um... <laughs> <laughs> still relevant. Um, yeah, the fact that um, yeah, it's quite a, unusual. Normally, that grippy line, you want to start start on there but it did show it did show that the other side was better because uh Perez Science and Lando all moved up a position and leapfrogged the the cars that were on the right um the only guy that didn't was Verstappen but we'll get into that <laughs> absolutely washed hey he was very very washed Nels Bells underscore one. Where could have Max finished if he hadn't spun? I need to cough. Uh, P4, <laughs> maybe. P3, mm. maybe. Wouldn't have got past Leclerc and Perez with how hard it was to overtake. Sorry, just quickly. Yes. All right. This is not the first time that someone on the left-hand side in Singapore gets an amazing start. Do you remember the crash, the two Ferraris and the Red Bull? Sebastian Vettel got an absolute launch McGee from fourth on the grid, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was, yeah. I'm watching the video right now. Yeah, he's got <laughs> Yeah, that I would have been long. fourth. It would have been fourth on the grid. And, uh, it, was, and it was wet. Yeah, and it was wet. Uh, of course, with uh It's all part of the master plan. Why no, sorry, that was Raikkonen. Off. That was Raikkonen actually that got the worldie. Um mm. yeah, yeah, Raikkonen from fourth on the grid. Anyway, uh, that was just a point because so I thought, ah. That was from the inside as well. It's uh, relevant. Relevant information. <laughs> but yes, where could have Max finished if he hadn't spun? Spun? Do you mean go off? Yeah. Spin, did he? Into this little skate road? He just locked up. Spun, um, him, spun doing a spin turn. That's, yeah, but that it was the spin. Did it? No, it that, was, that was a... Uh, yeah, but his mistake, where could he have finished? Probably... Mm. Third or fourth, but yeah, science would have been. I think science would have been a big ask for him to pass. I don't think he would have passed him. Yeah, maybe DRS with how science's pace was, but he couldn't. DRS. Where was he at the time? Advantage. He was behind Lando, so he was fifth. So he would have passed Lando and got fourth, and then yeah, he would have gone after science. He'd have finished fourth. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think I think third was a big out. Definitely not anywhere near Leclerc and Perez because it's just. The way that the track was, it was, well, you saw many people, even the most experienced, Hamilton and Verstappen, um, what happens when you go offline. Um, it's, you just instant fail. You kind of had to do what Verstappen did on the final lap against Vettel, where you just breeze past in the DRS and then you can actually just take the line and you've already got past them and you can break on the, on the normal stuff because otherwise you're just going straight off. Indeed. Where do you I think? Would agree. I would agree. Third or fourth. Third I think fourth. probably fourth. Yeah. Uh, it, science was slow. It's not to say that Max didn't have the pace over science because mm. he absolutely did. Uh, mm. It's just, just the fact that you needed a so huge amount of pass. pace uh, and hard to pass as well. Uh, the Breezy King won. Where are the conspiracies and tinfoil hats <laughs> for Alpha Tauri? They literally helped McLaren. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, uh, Tommy, you, you 
yeah, you made a, of course, well, I should hope it's fully tongue in cheek because uh, I have no idea why they were trying to help <laughs> McLaren. Um, oh, you never know on F1 Twitter. You well, never know. Didn't That's Nick you... DeVries used to somehow, well, I think Nick DeVries used to be part of the McLaren Driver Academy. And mm. now there's talk that he could go to Alpha Tauri. So uh, technically, mm. you know, the links are linking. So yeah, there we the, go. The links are linking. Daniel Ricciardo is going to Alpha Tauri according to Katie. No, so. shut up. That was one, <laughs> one thing I added for Hot Take Wednesdays ages ago. Mm. I've now come to the decision that he's never going to be in F1 again. So I don't want to talk yeah. about it. Oh. Yeah, it's probably the most likely, unfortunately. Um, yes. Tommy, you came up with a very good point during the watch along uh, that yes. we were doing live on Twitch, WTF on official, uh, where you were saying, well, you you tell us. So when Yuki crashed, Verstappen had just pitted yeah. and literally just pitted. And if he just stayed out for an extra lap and then Yuki had gone into the wall, he would have got a massive advantage. He'd have leapfrogged. It probably got to. Well, he got he definitely have got up into fourth ahead of the McLarens. Mm, pushing science, probably not science, but um imagine the conspiracy theories then, because it would have been Sonoda again, which of course is what happened in Zandvoort. And it does just I mean, this this just shows that people crash. It's not always a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. happens. It just happens. Yeah. yeah. Shame for Yuki. I mean, he was uh, on the outskirts of the points, wasn't that twelfth or something at the mm. time? And uh, yeah, what did you want to say anything about that, Tommy? I know you know you're a big Yuki fan. Um, you know, you need to defend your defend your boy. I but can't. It's just no. another mistake, isn't it? It's annoying. And Alpha Tauri, um, it did help McLaren massively. It also helped Aston Martin, uh, who have jumped up to seventh in the constructors' title, and Alpha Tauri are now ninth, which <gasps> is savage. Oh like, my that is... behind Aston Martin. Yeah. Yeah, Aston Martin, yeah, are, uh, great, yeah, and they're on the same result. as Haas, but with worse results. So AlphaTauri now ninth in the constructors. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. Um, I know they've had a stinker of a year, but them finishing ninth would be absolute. Do you disaster. reckon um, with their tailing off of performance, Red Bull just decide, you know what, AlphaTauri, we're going to sell you? I thought you're going to be like, get more wind tunnel time and uh, use it for Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <all> <laughs> yeah, maybe potentially. Right, Tommy, do you have the jingle? I do. What's up, y'all? My name is Pepper from Mississippi, USA. I've been loving the new jingles. I'm sure this one won't be everyone's cup of tea, but y'all have had a little bit of everything so far. Love the show. Keep it up. Um, Thanks once again for doing the show, and thanks for reading my email. Here no we problem. go. This is uh, some pop punk ABCDF one. Okay, I'm keen. ABCDEF1 Break the drivers when the race is done Charles Max Lewis Esteban Lando George Lance Yuki Sun Big fan of that. I, I, yeah, very I like good. a bit of pop punk. That's, That's very good. Great. Very good. Well very done, Pepper. Very good. I like it. Oh yeah, Tommy loves a bit of that with his guitar and. Oh yeah, you know. it makes me want to get yeah, the you guitar. You need out. to make you need to make a jingle and submit it at the same time. <laughs> should do, uh, shouldn't I? Thank you, Pepper. Uh, cool. Right, ABCDF one time. Let's do this. This could be a very interesting episode where we uh, rate some drivers some uh, quite horrendous grades. Mm. Lock yourselves in. It's just opinions. <laughs> Here we go. Let's start with Lewis Hamilton. 
D. Do you say B or D? I'm going D. with D. Yeah, D. D. Yeah. D. Okay, D, good. At 34.9% voted C, 32.3% voted D, and 20.3% voted B. 20% I... of you voted B. I know. How? Um, <laughs> yeah, that no, was how? one of, dare I say, one of Hamilton's oh. worst races in years. He's known for not making mistakes, and he made to one a very big mistake when he went which off. he was Completely very lucky un, very lucky well. to carry on um and then the one with Vettel where he also then on the went patch. down further i can't believe um i actually asked katie to put the percentages in because i was curious to know what it was like because i can't believe the fans gave him c but there we are yep c for hamilton and a d from us uh george russell e. f <laughs> f Ooh. yeah i think i'll go for an e Lisi was the first to take the gamble on the slicks. Maybe not the right decision. That, that had such... Oh, he does like Nutella, though, Vi. No. Yeah. <laughs> At least he got on the... At least he had a try. At least he tried. Drives on and then crashed awful, into everyone. Awful and weekend was a bit uh, of a... from George Russell. Um, oh, no, he did He did crash into a lot of people, didn't he? He crashed he had, into he Mick. He would bot us, Mick. Yeah, Mick. And then, and then was like, what's Mick doing? After he drove into him. Yeah, and it was... Uh, I wasn't a fan of his team radio where he said, oh, you know, what's Mick doing? Like, it's like he's driving for his yeah. life. Crying to whatever. Match. And it was like... <laughs> so George. someone forgot he was in a Williams last year. And someone also forgot mm. that Mick is literally fighting like for his Chris career, C. whereas yeah. George has a, a seat. Like, that's the difference mm. there. True. Um, yeah, didn't enjoy that, but I'm still going to give him an E. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'll stick with my E. Okay. Yeah. E from us and a D from the fans. What is going on? How <laughs> is that? Fans a D? are too nice. Yeah. Gosh. I've influenced them too much and being too nice. And now the fans are doing it as well. Maybe. Uh, so a D from uh, D from the fans and an E from us. Uh, Max Verstappen. Um, I'm going to go with a D. Yeah, D. Yeah. It's going to be okay, Tommy. Had a poor start. Made the mistake by locking up. Said he bottomed out. I'm also convinced there was a bit of water on his tyres as well. Uh, yeah. and, and the reason why he locked Nearly up Nearly went to the back of Lando Norris. Yeah, had that VSC yeah. thing, which was sketchy to say the least. I still um, think as well in qualifying that while it was the team's fault for running out of fuel, he could have done... I'm surprised the lap before, I guess the team... I don't know if the team told him to back the off. The team told before. him to abort the lap before. Uh, the lap before, fair enough. So yeah, it was a mistake by then. But yeah, it just it felt like Verstappen's... Uh, when we said Verstappen never has a day off, he got all his mistakes done in one weekend and um, still finished seventh somehow, despite being last with about 10 minutes to go. Um, yeah, he was like the pace 12 of... seconds off the back of like 12th place, I think, yeah. when he pitted for softs. A uh, fully so dry race, he would have, it would have been interesting to see how far he'd have come through. But seventh place, a wild stat as well is that Verstappen's finished seventh more times than second and third this year, which is absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah. Because he's had 11 wins. 11 wins, two one... sevenths, two DNFs, one second, one third. That's what a quite, weird season. Quite a stat, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, okay, so a D from us and a C from the fans. Surprisingly, 32% went with a B, 38% uh, went with a C, and 17% went with a D. So... Hmm. Clearly a bit uh, controversial what we've gone for, but thanks for voting all the same. Sergio Perez, A-star. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off, Checko. Yeah, simple A-star. 
fended off Leclerc beautifully, did what he needed to do, drove away at the end as well, which oh, was very was impressive. Insane. And gap yeah, uh, the gap he pulled was was seriously impressive. And without that, he would have lost the race. Uh, so yeah, A star uh, and an A star from the fans as well. Charles Leclerc, A. Yeah, hey. Yeah. yeah I thought he was going to crash about three hundred times. Every time yeah. I watched him, he was squirrely. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I did that for you, Tommy. He didn't even face. Yeah, he literally didn't even react. acknowledge it. It was just. It, Tommy just. Like, I'm, just so I'm so sick used of to that it. Word. Uh, no, I just heard it so many times on the watch along. Oh, as well. Is this is this what um... I'm doing to you, Tommy? You're just becoming <laughs> numb to the things I say. Uh, but yeah, Leclerc, I I just. I I was convinced it was going to be another Imola where he pushed a little bit too hard and end up in the wall, but thankfully mm. he didn't. And fair play, you know, it was decent you know, within his limits. So yeah, lost win though, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a shame. But it's still but good, not much he could have really done off the off the start. No. You know, if you look at the other starts, like even signs how he uh, launched off from fourth, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, A from us and an A from the fans. Carlos signs. See, he just wasn't on Leclerc's pace at all. He was so slow. It was I'm sorry. It was painful. It was. It was, it was basically could... him finishing third because of the advantage of being in a top car and everyone else falling off the road. It's we we were kind mm. of discussing on the watch line, weren't we? If Perez and Leclerc came together, that would be an even yeah. worse victory than Silverstone. <laughs> Like I, I'm not trying to be horrible, but Sainz no. was so slow. He, he admitted himself. He a said second it. a lap slower. Yeah, in his social post afterwards, he said, "Like I had no pace." Yeah, so he's and, admitting himself. Um, yeah, and that's fair. Doesn't help with the grade, but um, it, he said <laughs> his, his front tires couldn't get in with the inters, and and uh, yeah, he was just very very slow. So uh, I'm going to give him a C. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a C. It's almost um, a B, but I think I'm going to go for a B. I'll be the nice one. Go for a B. But yeah, he was like when you had the safety cars and things like that, obviously the field gets bunched up again. And then literally as soon as the safety car finishes, the just the gap just gets bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger again. I mean, he was nearly he was battling with Lando Norris at one point. I thought like what's Yeah, going it looked on? like that's Norris was actually going to overtake yeah. him. That's the thing. That's why I'm giving him a C is that without the characteristics of the track, he's not finishing third. Like Hamilton would have got passed on him much quicker. Um, Lando as well would have passed in terms of actual just pace difference. Um he was yeah. the yeah, in terms of pace, he was probably the 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 slowest of the the top drivers, if you like, in terms of like lap time pace. Just wasn't yeah. there. So, yeah, it's a shame because oh, thought science would be getting the hang of the car now, and he's shown flashes of like being better uh, in the last few races, but still not quite there. And that was a good opportunity. Yeah. Difficult conditions uh, and wasn't able to to capitalise. Uh, Lando, so but yeah, B from uh, sorry, C from us and a B from the fans. Uh, Lando Norris, A, A, A star. I think yeah, oh, A star. Yeah, he did finish fourth. Yeah, maybe it's an A star mm, because of the safety car. Did it gained one position? But he managed oh, to make the Inter's last, so they he could stay out longer. He only stayed out what one lap longer. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> to be fair, though, McLaren put that in their own hands. They probably made the decision, right? Everyone's going on dries. Someone might bin it. We'll carry on. And it worked out a treat for them. But yeah, I, I think it's an A. I don't think it's an A star. <clears throat> Lando is a victim of his own sort of midfield brilliance in terms of just the fact that that was kind of like a, yeah, it's all right. 
that he just did everything he possibly could. But yeah. it's, it's, I guess, the reality is you want to save a stars for when he gets a podium, which is basically which impossible so nearly to see. Had. <laughs> so nearly had all yeah. the signs, didn't he? Mm. Uh, so is it an A star for you, Tommy? It is, but it doesn't matter. He's and Katie, you going for an A? <laughs> yeah, I really am. It's close. I want to give the, obviously, I want to give the next person a really good grade, but I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll go for an A star. We'll go nice. Let's, good vibes. Woo, You're going star. for an A star only so you can because you want to give Danny Rick a better Yeah, I see. I see. We all know your tactics. I am so okay. transparent. An A star from us uh, and an A from the fans. Daniel Ricardo, B. B. Are you joking? No, Sorry, if I'm giving signs to see, yeah. Danny Rick was. He was on the soft tires. I'd say he's lucky they to get. They bumped him off uh, with the strategy. Why would they put him on softs? Everyone else was on mediums. Why put him on the softs? Not everyone. Bottas, I believe, was on soft tires. Oh, and where did he come? If yeah, Bottas is in an actual like kindergarten trial. Yeah. So, but why would they put him on the softs? Soft for, for the warm up, yeah, for the for the warm up of the tire. I can see why maybe they maybe they didn't have a fresh set of mediums. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, um, maybe Danny mm. Rick had locked up in free practice and I don't know. But if I'm giving signs a C for the fact that he was so far off the pace of his teammate, Danny Rick was also... like the fa- I, I watched this uh, interview with, with Danny Rick and Lando, I think it was an F1 TV, mm. and they were kind of joking around and they were like, oh, what a lovely video. But I felt like Lando was kind of mocking Danny Rick because he was going, oh, yeah, finally you were, oh, you've actually you were done me. something. Yeah. And then... And then it was, oh, now you're not or something. I don't, you know, don't quote me on that. But I, I've just found that a little bit sort of, oh, Danny, you're actually with me sort of thing. Uh, but then Thanks. ended up over half a minute behind. So, yeah, it's going to be a B. Well, I'm going for an A. I, do you know what? I've, I'm almost sensitive to DNA style, but I know that I would be maybe a bit of Ricardo bias. But he got put on the softs. He went from P16 to P5, his best results since Saudi Arabia 2021. I know everybody goes, oh, well, he only got there because half the cars in front of him broke. <laughs> Shut up, okay? <laughs> I'm taking it. To be fair, he didn't win it. There's a great comment from you and Thomas in the chat. It says, Daniel was told to hold off and not overtake. Left a big gap, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he may well have <laughs> never been told to push days. after that. So, um, yeah, yeah I, it, it seems harsh, but he gained a huge amount from that safety car as well. I'd, it's difficult how you how you measure it. Can yeah. I give him an A? Oh, screw it. I'll give him an A because I don't think he's going to get another A this year. Okay. But then that, that means I have really to give Lando an A star. <laughs> I have to give really I have to give Norris an A star then. Uh, so I'm changing. Yeah. My, it doesn't matter. No, but yeah, changed. Norris A star and Ricardo an A. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm giving. I'm still a B from me, but yeah. if he goes for A's, then he's. I just feel like look at Katie and how happy she is. I can't. I can't yeah, not give, you know, give it give an A. So even though she said A star, and I was like, okay, right now we're getting a little bit out of hand. Um, okay, A from us, A, A from us, and an A from the fans. Uh, Fernando Alonso, A. Yes. Yeah. Definitely broke down. Was doing really really well. Don't know how the fans have gone for a B. That is absolutely disgraceful. Revoting from uh, everyone involved. Sorry, thank you for getting involved, but also disgraceful. Um, he was he was driving brilliantly. Like. Yeah, wasn't he? he was he driving was. brilliantly. Um, yeah, A from us. Uh, are we going with an A? For... Yeah. More a. people on the votes gave Alonso a C than an A. Do people what? not realise that when you like you don't <laughs> just look at the result at the end and go, yeah. Anyone that finishes in the top gets an A, midfield a B, DNF a C. 
Like Alonso was flying. Did a great job. To be fair, the start of the race was terrible. Maybe a lot of people fell asleep. <laughs> but then they saw just DNF. Was like, oh, B. Yeah. Okay. A from us and a B from the fans. Uh, Esteban Ocon had a terrible qualifying. Yeah. Then his car broke as well. Where was he when he broke down? You should know, Katie. Esty Bestie, come on. I don't know. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, don't know. Mm, he was. Uh, da, 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 da. He was up to thirteenth. C. D, D. Or, um, it's a D. Qualifying was. Uh, did he say he had a problem? Uh, C, yeah, C. C. Just his, yeah, his engine blew up in quite spectacular fashion. It did. Um, and then once again, I don't know if there's like a chalk shortage or something, but you could see the car was rolling back, which also made me feel quite uncomfortable because the cars were still coming around that corner pretty quickly, and Esteban still sat in his car, and then he's got to sort of jump out of it while it's still rolling backwards. So yeah, there must have been a problem where he couldn't engage gear or something because he yeah. was just sat in neutral and then just had to roll backwards. So, yeah, I guess he just tried to. I don't know what's going on there mm, with the marshals. I guess but... he couldn't, yeah. What? Um, but yeah, I'll go for a C. What a bottle job for a Alpine, by the way. Huge, mm. huge turn in the championship. McLaren now Massive. fourth. Imagine yeah. if I get away with it and don't have to. Oh, no. Work. Yeah, you put your bet. <laughs> oh, no. That's Could actually... happen. The bet for those wondering is that Tommy said he would buy merch for um, whichever team uh, replaced the top four. So obviously Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren and Red Bull. Uh, and Alpine were there for a little while and now they're not because they bottled yeah. it. They're literally racing one McLaren and they're still screwing it up. <laughs> but then the other McLaren actually got some points this time. They did. They? Uh, lovely stuff. Okay, so a D, was it from us? Uh, C. I for C. C? Yeah. C from us, sorry, and a C from the fans. Pierre Gasly, he was running very, very well, then believed his team screwed him over, was not particularly mincing his words on the team radio after the race and was saying, Tell me let me down. Tell me you're not staying at that team next yeah. year without telling me you're not yeah. staying at that team. Uh, I'm going to give him a B. Yeah, a B. Yeah, he got points. What could have been? Yeah. Okay. I'll go for a B. B from mm. us and a B from the fans. Yuki Sonoda, E. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If I'm giving if I'm giving drivers a D that crashed and then kept going and <laughs> going straight into the wall and retiring, yes. Oh, Yuki. At least you see. <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like we need to make that soundboard that thing yeah. because I swear I swear you say it pretty much every weekend. <laughs> oh, oh, Yuki. Yuki e. Oh. Yeah, no. oh, two laps down at Hungary. Oh, Yuki. It's classic Yuki. It's it's gonna be a it's a B or an E every time, isn't it? Um yeah. yeah. And somehow it's got a C next year, so woohoo. Um yeah, I go for an E, I think. Okay, e from us and a D from the fans. Sebastian Vettel. Oh, love that man. Sorry. <laughs> what a start. Uh, <laughs> what a start. His start. Oh, his start was word. amazing. Yeah. Watch yeah. the video of it. It's yeah. Superb. He has not lost it. A. No. A. a. Okay, A from us and then A from the fans. Lance Stroll, A star. Yeah. Mm, I think yeah, I'm... Okay. I'm, I'm going to go for an A star. I think yeah. Bell, Bell was quicker and oh, he was but then... fortunate, but... Mm, he needed a bit of fortune to jump him in the race, but... St- Sixth in an Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah, gone then. When, like, Vettel did that last year in Monaco. When's he going to get it? Yeah. 
We went fairy star. So I'll go fairy star. Yeah. That's all wicked, wicked race. He was actually looking like he genuinely enjoyed Formula One, which yeah. was quite quite surprising. He was actually really he, happy and chirpy in the media. He had more pen. than five words. It was yeah. impressive. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, A star from us and an A from the fans. Uh, Nicholas Latifi, F. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. this is this yeah. is the one. This is the one grade that when I do the sheet and copy it over, I don't remove his grade. I just leave it from the last one. Because we every know it's probably time. going to be an F. Yeah, what's just, he doing? Like poor Zhou Guan Yu. I mean, you know, it's obviously you don't want to be racing the TV at any time if you're uh, anyone else on the grid. But when you are, you need to make sure he sees yeah. you. Yeah, um, not good. So yep. yeah, F F for Latifi. Does love Nutella though, uh, and an F from the fans. Do you think My, he'll uh, do a special Nutella helmet before he goes? I hope he does for you. It'll just, just look for like, me. It'll just like poo, though, won't it? Oh, it'll just look like a poo helmet. Well, no, because it'll be yeah, the Nutella well. in the jar. It won't just be a brown helmet. So you reckon he'd do a Nutella jar helmet? I would. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. He's I think got, he should. This is one saving Nutella would have thing. to pay about ten million for it, probably. But oh yeah, it's sponsored. Uh, no, he could maybe like do a design that's like not using the exact logo. I'll it's send like him a, really, a DM and see what he says. A really like cool yeah. quote that just goes, "He does love Nutella, though." Live, laugh, Nutella. His love. Oh dear. Um, yeah. Sorry, Latifi, but yeah. Sorry, Time to go. Uh, Alban. Oh, Alex. Yeah, I want to give him an A star just because he's like got back behind the wheel and was doing really well until that moment. But unfortunately, I will get shot if I do that for a pity vote. You guys will come after me. So I'll go for a I'll go for a C. Do you remember he crashed in the wall and ended his race? Yeah, and he also spun spun at the the beginning. Yeah, I remember that. And you give me a C. He has been unwell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know he's been unwell. <laughs> you just said you're not giving him a pay oh, We're talking no, about no. the racing here, Katie. Screw the racing. No, okay. I'll go for a D. You've bullied me into a D. I'll go for a D. Okay. E. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Okay. Like, welcome so back, so Alban. Really, you know, really glad he is back, but it was a not a great performance. Uh E from us and a D from the fans. Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> C. C. He finished 11th, didn't he, in the end? Yeah. But he had nothing yeah. left in the tank. The Alpha's car's an absolute are... dog. Alphas and... are back to just getting Cs, and we just don't see them at all for the whole race. C. And they just them at all. finish yeah. mid, start mid pack, and C, see them. C, 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 C. Yeah. We. Yes. C. Yeah. Okay. C from us and a C from the fans. Show one you. C. 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 Justice for the bubble tea helmet. But then why was that back? Why was he fighting Latifi though? Fancy. Yeah, just another bad start. Is that a D then? Mm. I, I feel like if he's fighting Latifi, it's not gone well. And I think the C maybe is a little bit on the lenient side. Yeah, I qualified Bottas, so. so. See. <laughs> then he had a terrible start. Okay, I'm going to go with the D. These things can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's always taking under his wing. Does love his bubble tea, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. What are you going for, Katie? Um, maybe I will go for a D. Nice. Wow, Tommy's the nice one. Okay, look at this. Look at his little face. Uh, okay, D from us. C from the fans. Uh, K Mag Magnuson. 
Another uh, meatball flag. Another. Oh my god! One. Can you stop what collecting you them? They're not Pokemon cards. Like <laughs> every single. Sends oh. it to. And to be fair, it was a stupid incident as well. He we just literally went and squeezed Verstappen. Like, Why round the outside of a driver that he's never going to be racing in that race at all? Hasn't um, stopped him before with like Lewis and stuff. Well, that's what I mean. It was Hamilton yeah. the other time, wasn't it? Um, it's twice because on was the it? on the radio other times, as well, yeah, yeah. On the radio after the race, he was like, you know, the team were almost apologetic for not being able to maximize the performance, sort of thing. Which, you know, if I'm if I'm the team, I'm going well. If you didn't get a other black and orange yeah. stop crashing no. when you qualify well yeah literally uh so it's gonna be a d from me yeah i think a d is fair tommy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to you have to actually say something uh when, not not nodding <laughs> nodding for audio platform listeners doesn't really work uh right yeah d from us and a c from the fans mick schumacher oh d how dare he race yeah how dare he be on the <laughs> racing line yeah, C, I think. C? Okay. Mm, now I'm going to go for a D. Okay, good stuff. Right, D from us and a C from the fans. Okay, oh, simple predictions. <laughs> Let's go. Williams out in Q1. Smash that, 19th and 20th. Saw that one coming from a mile off. Uh, thank you very much, one point. And I don't know about this one. <laughs> I don't either. There will be a line of commentary about how cool it is to see the driver's eyes. No. I feel like there was at least three occasions. <laughs> if somebody can find a clip of it and then like send it to us, then maybe we can give you a delayed point. I'm happy to like see if there was actually one there. You're worse than the stewards, Katie. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, I, think it, I think it didn't help that it was raining as I'll well. I'll investigate this after the podcast. I don't, think we saw, I don't think we saw that many like that facing cameras anyway. Did that's be this true. Year, we saw Perez no, like, on his... little bit in um, practice, but yeah, yeah, it's a shame because that's one of the coolest angles I find. Like seeing them negotiate Singapore. Maybe it's because it was this. raining. Maybe it didn't look so great. I don't know. But uh, okay, I'll take uh, I'll take the L for that one, Katie. I said at least three special shiny race helmets, which I think we had. We had Hamilton. His was sparkly. Ricardo's was, and Gasly's was. I'm going to argue. Also, Leclerc had a sparkly one, but it wasn't his normal one. What are you going to argue? Go on then. I'll <laughs> that, fight you. That uh, you've put special shiny race helmets, and actually they're just shiny race helmets. No, they're that's special not because they're their own usual design. Just no, made. I meant like a no, special no, oh, oh, edition. <laughs> yeah, but it's the yeah, same it's helmet but shiny. Yeah, it's special edition. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't say Go edition. On, you can have the point. I'm uh, yeah, it's fine. That's <laughs> a. <laughs> Throw hands, <laughs> and then I said DeVries to replace Latifi, which technically, if technically. he gets Williams seat, because <laughs> Latifi's sacked. But yeah, no, that's not true. Nice, nice stretch. Technically, Tommy. DeVries had a better race than Latifi, even though he was not there. Yeah, <laughs> um, look at you go. Mm, Norris wins Formula B, and oh, Vettel makes Q three, didn't? Because of the twelfth, I mean, yeah. yeah, that tire gamble. Damn it! Oh well, Close. nice. It's been a right, while. One nice. point for each. <laughs> that's a good one. Well for done. Uh, the fans, L clugged. Ferrari have great pace, but Charles will bin it or the engine will lose power. No. Polk U4863, podium outside of top three teams. No. Rehe MVP, no rebel on the podium. No. Okay, <laughs> Suzuka predictions. Leclerc, 10th pole of the year. And Red Bull special livery. That's a good one. 
if this one isn't allowed, I can think of another one. But I said another session will be delayed due to weather. Matt's bullying me about this because he's like, you've looked up the weather forecast. I promise you, I haven't looked up the weather. I, I just know it's always... Yeah, sorry, that made this a bit harsh. <laughs> you literally made one comment and was like, oh, did you look up the weather? And I said, no. You're bullying uh, me. <laughs> um... So if I can't have that because it's too predictable, can have it. Can have that. being oh, delayed, you. you haven't Ooh. said it's going to rain. You said it's going to be delayed. So that's that's uh, mm. okay. Okay, and then I've said that we'll see a fan dressed head to toe as an F1 driver because the Japanese fans are another level. They love to get dressed up in funky hats or fans or whatever it is. So I think we'll see a fan maybe in the grandstands or something like that dressed head to toe. As an what I am going to then say to this is that it has to be head, to, head toe, to toe, not head to waist or yeah. head to knee, head to toe. So I'm if talking race hel- over, helmet, helmet yeah. race over. Yeah. Yeah. If they're helmet. not wearing the race boots, though, no, 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 if they're in a pair of loafers or like Nikes, you've that's you, you really know, rude. Yeah. You should know about being specific. You've been very specific there. I'm sorry. It's got to be full toe. Head to ankle? No. I love the way. I love the way. You didn't see that one coming. Me and Matt thought of it straight away. And probably so many people listening to the podcast are like, yeah, so it's going to be, have to be head to toe. Yeah, exactly. We'll but what, know what how if much we they someone in the grandstands? We don't know what they're wearing on their feet. Well, that cannot be confirmed or denied. Then. Yeah, so we need oh, another point. No. Yeah, you need to be a full body shot. No one... Yeah. Look, well, look, you, you wrote it down. No yeah. one else did. I'm going to have to find them. <laughs> <and ask> them <laughs> Take it to A fan will be wearing a helmet. <laughs> That's a different kind of podcast altogether. <laughs> yeah. Tommy. Uh, Snapman doesn't take the title in Suzuka. Ooh. Interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, championship back on. Interesting thing about that is Verstappen could win the title by getting the fastest lap point if they're wanting. That would be terrible. And um, Mercedes podium. Okay. Is that because they're quick or because there's carnage? First one, then the other. Will deny. <laughs> cool. Yeah. The fans, Tykangas 30, both Astons out in Q1, Jay Denock making the points, and Azteca lad, Merck front row. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, spicy. Like okay, well, we have cut. You can tell it was a Singapore Grand Prix podcast because it's not an hour and 40 minutes. It was actually a little bit of a, a quick, quick fire one because what a terrible first half of the race that was. <laughs> Tommy, final thoughts. Interesting that. The podcast is a short one when the Grand Prix is normally two hours. Okay. That's my terrible final thoughts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. That's a man that's lost the plot. There's someone that's why race so long when podcasts so short. That's literally it. Yeah. Katie, what anything better to say than what Tommy just said? Well, I was on TikTok this morning and I oh. saw a video from somebody in the fan village, you know, the drivers come up onto the stage and I just thought it was quite funny. So I thought I'd share it with you. So it had the two Mercedes guys and the two Alfa Romeo guys. And Lewis was explaining how he still has this naked picture of Bottas of him in the lake with his bum out. Bet you didn't see this coming. <laughs> um, he still has it somewhere in his house and he's got to find a place for it. And then they said, to Bottas are you going to give one you show one and he turned around I really shouldn't have said the story he turned around and said I'll basically send him one but I might be facing the other way around this time <laughs> so <laughs> there we go there's a nice traumatizing end to the podcast for you and again Katie's TikTok 
like oh, last time on. you mentioned like oh i saw a picture of daniel ricardo his shirt off the other day on my tiktok and uh yeah we all know what it was actually carlos sites in an ice bath so. that was it sorry yeah <laughs> oh my but days i think that one got submitted because it was just a funny fan moment not because my tiktok is still full of thirst traps i promise sure and on that note, uh, thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, my final thoughts are, wow, it's going to be an early start uh, for the Suzuka oh, yeah. uh, Japanese Grand Prix. We can't really complain. Everywhere else in the world, uh, Australians particularly, are going to have a great sort of late afternoon watch. Uh, I hope you enjoy I it. I hope you enjoy it because we are we are going to be the Australian fans for, for one weekend. Look at um, me. I'm the Australian now. I knew you were going to say that. I, I, just, I, like, I just knew I could have put so much money on that happening because Tommy loves that. Um, but yes, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. That should be good. Uh, it'll be a, an early one. So I hope you're all going to come join us and not watch it, you know, on repeat or record or whatever, because we're going to be live on Twitch, right? WTF on official, go follow us. And we will be with you every step of the way for the Japanese uh, Grand Prix. Not every step, actually. No, maybe not every Are we doing practice? Yeah. We'll be Watch from head to toe. FP1 and FP3, maybe not. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to find out more about the WTF1 Clubhouse, go to wtf1.com forward slash clubhouse where you can count with us at the British Grand Prix and also go check out some merch on our shop. I'm wearing a smooth operator top today if you haven't been able to see it, uh, which is shop.wtf1.com. Tom is wearing the WTF1 hoodie and Katie is not wearing the WTF1 merchandise. So we need to have you a stern word with her. And yeah, she may well, may well, well, this may well be your last I, podcast. Thank I, would you, have, I would have a mug, but I have no milk, so I can't That's make right. any tea. We have Tommy. Uh, right, so that, thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Give Sorry. us five stars. Remember, if you do send us a five-star review, you may we may, well, we may well read it at the start of the next podcast. All right, lots of love. Take care. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in-person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.